Thanks for joining us here at Temple Baptist Church in Centralia, Illinois, where we are a community of people who are not perfect and don't pretend to be. If you would like to see other resources or learn more about our ministry, check out www.tbccentralia.com. Our hope and prayer is that through the following message, you are encouraged, blessed, and inspired to meet the Lord in a powerful way. Morning and welcome to Christmas at Crossroads and especially welcome to the season of Advent. And many of you may be uh, coming in this morning and not know what Advent is all about. Maybe you've heard about it, maybe you've seen the word, but it, it's never made sense. What is Advent? And so um, Advent is part of the Orthodox or the liturgical church's calendar. They have a, an, an entire uh, full year of holy days. And what's interesting is as Baptists and specifically Southern Baptists, we're familiar with two of these. We're familiar with Christmas and Easter. But you realize that there are a lot more events on the church calendar than just Christmas and Easter. Now we talk about Christmas and Easter because that's a very popular time for us to attend church there are matter of fact we joke about it in in the church that there are c and e christians christmas and easter christians they're the ones that, that they, they show up for christmas and they show up for easter and in between um life happens well there's a lot more than just christmas and easter let me show you a little bit more of that calendar and and so we start the calendar with advent and then advent is actually four weeks long and so uh, this, this is week one of Advent. It starts uh, four Sundays before Christmas. And then um, it leads us right up to Christmas. And, and a lot of times when we think of Christmas, we think of December 25th, one day. But in the, the church history, uh, Christmas is a 12-day event. You've probably sang the song about the, the 12 days of Christmas, right? And so um, it uh, Christmas actually begins on December 24th, and it goes until January 6th, which leads us to the next event on the church calendar, and that's called Epiphany. Now, you don't hear us talk about that much as Baptists. Um, you will hear this in a, a Methodist or a, a Presbyterian church, um, but you won't hear too many people talk about Epiphany. But it's a, it's a very important day because Epiphany is when uh, Jesus Christ was revealed by John the Baptist. And his ministry began. And so that's a, a very important date. Uh, another date on the calendar is Lent. It's 40 days long. This is a time of repentance. It's much like last week when we took communion. And we spent just a few minutes in looking at our lives. Well, that's what Lent is really about. Is it's not about doing um, you know, something to make up for our, our bad deeds. It's about getting rid of those. It's about seeking God and finding out, hey, what am I, how am I living in, and how how, what should I eliminate from my life? Well, then we're back to one of the holidays that we're familiar with, Easter. Easter begins with Holy Week. We see Palm Sunday, and then um, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and then Easter Sunday. And then in the, the book of Acts tells us about a great event called Pentecost, which was 50 days after the resurrection. 
And then the next is called Kingdom Tide. And Kingdom Tide is really about the kingdom of Christ that will one day be listed, will be here on this earth. And here's what's interesting. If you look at these, they make this circle, and it brings us back to Advent. And, and they, it circles Advent, leads to Christmas. Christmas leads to Epiphany. Epiphany leads to Lent, which takes us into Easter. Then Pentecost, Kingdom Tide. And then we're back into Advent. So the first Advent, we were looking for the, the baby Jesus to come, Christmas. The second Advent is we, we are looking for the King, Jesus Christ, to come back and rule and reign and to establish a thousand-year kingdom here on this earth. And here's what's interesting. When you look at all of those, every one of those holidays, every one of those holy days points to the cross. You see, Advent points to the coming of the baby Jesus who would one day die on the cross. Christmas, that's what it's all about. Yep, we, we like gifts. Uh, kids, if, if you didn't know this, um, if you are here today, I have it on good. Oh, and for children, waiting 30 days is a long time. I remember growing up, um, my mom would give me an Advent calendar. Anyone else ever get an Advent calendar? And so you would open up December 1st, and inside it would be what? A little piece of candy. Yeah, chocolate. And, and I remember each day waking up in anticipation to open and eat that chocolate. Just a tiny piece of chocolate, but it was wonderful. Well, as we went through each of those days and enjoyed that, that nutritious chocolate candy... It all pointed to the December 25th. And December 25th had the biggest piece of candy. But here's, what's, here's what really Advent and the Advent calendar did for us. It gave us hope. You know, and that's what I want to talk to you today about is hope. In fact, there's a Bible verse in, in Romans chapter 8 that I just want to read to you. And, and it says these words here. Now hope that is seen is not hope. Now, I learned this the hard way, kids. Um, have, has anyone in here ever sneaked and, and, and looked at one of the gifts that was wrapped for you that you weren't supposed to? And you, you, yeah, okay, thank you. Look at all these honest children and a couple honest adults and a couple dishonest. No, I won't do that to you. Well, you know what? I did that. I was 11 years old. I lived in uh, Mainz, Germany. My dad was stationed there in the army. And there was this one gift that I wanted. I wanted it so bad. It was an electronic battleship game. And I had a friend who was in the room when they wrapped my gifts. And I pulled her off to the side and I said, hey, I need to know. Did I get the electronic battleship? And she says, Ronnie, I can't tell you that. I said, are you my friend? She says, you know I'm your friend. I said, you've got to tell me. Did I get the electronic battleship? And she told me, yes. You know what I learned? Hope that is not seen or that is seen is not hope. It ruined my Christmas. I thought knowing for sure would make my Christmas even better, but it didn't. It ruined it. 
Why? Because of what Romans 8 says. For who hopes for what he sees? I didn't have anything to look forward to. You know, the beauty of, of when we look at these gifts that are wrapped in a, and it has our name on it, you know whose name this one is? I'll tell you in a little bit. But what, the, the beauty was, we don't know what's in here. And, and it's the hope. And, and, and we may think we know what it is. We hope we know what it is. But the Bible tells us, if we knew, the hope is gone. I learned that the hard way. And so I had this rule with my boys when it came to Christmas. There was a closet, and this is where we put, when we bought gifts, this is where we put them. And the rule was, this is where all the Christmas gifts are. If you go in there and you look at your, and you see what your Christmas gift is that goes back to the store. Now, I don't know if my boys ever got in there. They tell me they didn't. But the reason why I did that wasn't because I, I wanted to be mean. It wasn't because I, I didn't want them to know. It's because I learned when I was 11 years old that I ruined a Christmas because it was the gift I wanted the most and I didn't wait. I lost hope. I got the gift, but I lost out on 30 days of looking forward to that gift. And he finishes in verse 25 with this. But if we hope for what we do not see, we, what's that word? Wait. 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 Oh, everybody hates that word. Matter of fact, some of you can't wait. Who started playing Christmas songs two, three, four months ago? You know what? It, it sounded good. Um, Chris, or thir uh, Thursday afternoon that uh, uh, Carrie started playing uh, Christmas carols around the house. And now we're in that season. I mean, come on. What, what has happened in America in that, like, we rush through? I saw them putting Christmas aisles out back before it was Halloween. And we, we were rushing. And we rushed beyond Thanksgiving. Why? To get to Christmas. This is the ultimate holiday. The ultimate time for children everywhere. And this Sunday is, I hope, the ultimate Sunday for many of you because your name is on one of these packages. But here's the problem. Now, I gotta I'm going to tell you a little secret. You all only have to wait about 15 more minutes. <laughs> Woo-hoo! For the rest of your gifts, you've got to wait almost 30 days. That's okay. We can do that. You know why? Because there's a prophet. His name was Isaiah. And he told about a gift. He told about hope. But when he had to wait, they had to wait 700 years. Say that with me. 700 years. That's a long time. That's older than some of us in here. By just a few years. 700 years. Oh my goodness, we'll never see that. And yet, this guy by the name of Isaiah, in the ninth chapter... He shared this verse with everybody. And he said, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. 
Now, here's what's the beautiful thing about hope. Hope doesn't give up when it's at the darkest point. You know what hope does? When, when you reach the darkest point of life, hope lights a candle and waits. You know what hope looks like uh, today? Hope looks like when, when you're waiting for a loved one who's traveling from across the country to come visit for, for Christmas or Thanksgiving. Hope is when you turn the, the light on on the front porch. And, and so that, because you know they're coming. They're not here yet, but you know they're coming. Well, Isaiah was talking about hope, and he was talking about something that was coming. But listen to this. He said, those who dwelt in the land of a deep darkness. It was bad. Let me just say it this way. Many of them had no hope. And yet, the word of the Lord came through this guy by the name of Isaiah. And he gave them hope. And here's what he says in the next verse. He says that you have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. Now listen, the children of Israel that were getting this message, they, they did not have a good time. They had just been conquered by an, a, another nation. The Assyrians came in, had taken a lot of them captive into a, another country. And yet these are the words that Isaiah wrote down. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you. Now watch these words. As with joy at the harvest. Now, have y'all ever had a, a, a month where you ran out of money before the end of the month? I mean, and, and sometimes it's like the 20th of the month, and there's 10 days before the, the next check is going to hit. And when that check hits, it's exciting. You go out to eat that night. Um, you go and get... Uh, Whatever you've been missing, you fill the, the car up with gas. Instead of putting $4 in it, you know, you fill her up. That, th this is what the children of Israel, they were given this message of hope. And they, they didn't wait 700 years for the arrival of the Messiah. What they started doing was they started living expectantly. But here, let me, let me share something with you. Let me give you hope on a perspective of 2020. You see, when we look at hope as it is today, I mean, it's 2020, come on. This is the worst year ever. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. We can let it be the worst year. We can let it be miserable. We can let the job, we can let the relationships, we can let everything in our lives be worse than we've ever had it. Or, we can hold on to hope. But let me share with you from 1 Corinthians 15 the kind of hope that some of us hold on to. And Paul says these words, if in Christ we have hope in this life only, listen to me, we are all a people most to be pitied. You know, because here's the reality, that as Christians in 2020, if all our hope is in is that we get through 2020 alive, that's not what it's all about. If all our hope is in that we get to Christmas on December 25th and we open up a bunch of gifts with our name, you missed out. If all our hope is that we get the job that we want, that we get 
um, if, if you're a single guy, you find the girl that you want. If you're a single girl, you find Mr. Wonderful. If that is all that we have to hope in, we've missed it. Why? Because there's so much more. You see, the hope that we have. Because here's the reality. The children of Israel, when Isaiah gave them a promise, they had to wait 700 years. Newsflash, none of them lived to be 700 years old. The hope that we have in 2020 is this expectation, is that one day, even if this body fails us, even if the heart stops beating and the soul separates from this body, our hope is this, that there is a bodily resurrection. You know, what's interesting is, is to hear Christians talk about well, how's he going to do it? You know, what happens, you know, to those people who died 2,000 years ago and, and there's nothing left of nothing? You know what? The creator of the universe has it all figured out. He knows exactly where every particle is. He knows how to get... As a matter of fact, I heard uh, a discussion and, and that was, well, if, if you are an organ donor, um, does he take that organ away from the person who has it when, when he comes back? You know what? I, I, I trust God. I believe that he's big enough. He's incredible. That, that he, do, he doesn't do it in a way that we can figure it out. Matter of fact, he talks about something that, that passes our understanding. Do this with me. Open up your Bibles. And if you don't have one in front of you, everybody, there's a Bible right there. And I want you to find the book of 2 Corinthians. And I'm going to close with a couple of verses here. Because as we enter this season of Advent and we talk about this word hope. And, and the hope is much more than in the next 30 days what Christmas is going to be like. The hope is much more than just getting past 2020. Because I got a newsflash for you that if 2020 was rough, 2021 probably is not going to be much better. But here's the reality. Is that we can choose to look at it through the prism, through the eyes of God. And you'll find out that the worst situation becomes the best. When we look at it that way, um, a guy by the name of Joseph who was put in prison multiple times, sold into slavery by his brothers, ended up being the most powerful man in the world. And what were the words that he said? He said, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. You know, and so the reality is that the hope that we have is that what the world means, what you, sometimes our friends, our relatives, mean for evil, God will turn that and mean it for good. He will take that and he will, he will cause something to grow there that none of us understand. Where's this promise? Stand with me if you have the, um, your Bible open. I'm just going to read this to you. And it, in 2 Corinthians, everybody stand up to your feet. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I'm just going to read the last three verses of this chapter. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, 17, and 18. It says, so we do not lose heart. I don't know about you, but I'll bet you there's some people in 2020 have, come on, it's November. 
you may have gotten to the point where you're like, you know what, I've, I've been hanging on, I've been trusting, I've been hoping, but, but I'm at this point, I'm losing heart. But here's what Paul says, is we don't lose heart. Why? Though our outward self is wasting away. How many can say amen to that? Oh my goodness. You know, I hurt in places I've never known. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. You know, Christians, we want God to renew our outward body in what God says is get in the gym. But here's what he promises. He will renew us inward every day. Verse 17. For this light momentary affliction. Hey guys, 2020 is a light momentary affliction. It ain't but nothing but a thing. It's going to be okay. You know what? There's been worse years in 2020. I hate to tell you this, but there's going to be worse years than 2020 coming up. Matter of fact, if you read the book of Revelation, there's a bunch of years that are a lot worse than 2020. You know, 2020 will be apologizing to Revelations when it starts happening. Verse 18, as we look not at the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. And here's what I want to just share with you, and I'll close in prayer. Hope, at its darkest moment, doesn't give up. When you hit rock bottom, it doesn't give up. When the person that you cared about walks out of your life, hope doesn't give up. When the job that was going so great is taken away, hope doesn't give up. When the health that looked like you you were invincible and, and then the C word is brought into your repertoire, hope doesn't give up. Why? Hope lights a candle. And it waits for the rest of the story. And let me just ask you, and, and, and what I want to do is I want to pray for you. Who in here needs? Who's at that moment where, you know what? They're at a dark moment, and they need to light that candle. And they need, they need to see that light that Isaiah was talking about. They need to be able to rejoice like the, the new paychecks here. Like they've just gone out into the field and brought in more food than they can possibly who needs that today would you just raise your hand very quickly let me pray with you and pray for you dear heavenly father lord i thank you i thank you for this season of advent god i thank you for four weeks where we get to focus on the coming of jesus christ and lord here in 2020 we look back at that promise that isaiah looked forward to And God, I just ask that you saw the hands, and more importantly, Lord, you saw the hearts that were represented here. Lord, I ask that, God, you would just, you would would show them the light. God, I pray that they would see the candle. God, that they would feel your Holy Spirit. That they would recognize and they would see your Holy Spirit. Lord, I as I think about, uh, we have uh, a little over 30 days left in 2020. God, I pray that our hope is not in just making it 
2021 expecting things to change. But Lord, I pray that our hope and our expectation is that one day we'll be with you. One day we'll be reunited with those who've gone on before us. One day our grandchildren and our children will be with us in heaven. Lord, that's the hope that we need. That's the hope that we desperately cling to. God, I pray that you would bless every family represented here. Lord, I pray, God, that you would be with those that are not here today because they're sick. Many across our town have experienced uh, sickness this week. Lord, I just pray that you would strengthen everyone physically. God, I pray that you would protect those that are, um, that are, are susceptible, Lord. And now, God, I pray that you would just allow us to experience a little bit of joy in the lives of these children that we, we want to bless. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life, and we would love to continue with you on that journey. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, simply go to www.tbccentralia.com forward slash next. You see, here at TBCC, it's our mission to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ who walk by faith and not by sight.